to sleep or not to sleep? That is the question. (laughs) (laughs) And clearly I'm sleep deprived because I'm delirious now. So let's get started. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have serial dates where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I wanna get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no. Welcome back to Cereal Dates, everybody. <laughs> um, so we are taking notes, and I'm gonna start off by saying that I had a wonderful bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, Aldi's version. Um, what were you snacking on before when we were taking notes? Uh, cocoa rice. Cocoa rice, the equivalent of cocoa pebbles. Yes. So we were sitting here talking and we're like, hmm, we want to do an episode on sleep for kids. How are we going to go about doing this? And we kind of came up with a plan and we're going to kind of guide you through our little sleep journey and kind of give you guys some tips on uh, what's been working for us lately. And what not to do. And what not to do. Because I think think today's episode is more about... Hey, here's what we did. Don't, Don't do, do it. <laughs> so uh, let's start off with talk. Let's talk a little bit about the, just, well, our first child. Mm-hmm. That's where we learned everything not to do. Right. Um, so Mateo, he, when we got him, we were brand new parents. We, we did our research, we thought. And yeah, I, th- I think I, you can read and, look and research and look up different methods and stuff while you're pregnant. But when you are in the middle of it and you're tired and you're exhausted, it just all goes out the window. Especially when there's so much information out there, you're overwhelmed by that information. You're trying to pick and choose and just, okay, let me try this one. Okay, let me try this one. Okay, it's not working. I need to sleep. I'm dying here. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Well, and I think we also added to that, at least personally, I added to that my struggle breastfeeding Mateo right from the beginning from like day one so your stress with him not latching and right getting comfortable with that on top of the lack of sleep on top of on top on of taco. just on top see I'm hungry tacos uh on top of <laughs> you got me saying it again on top of uh the, just the postpartum uh just hormonal changes that you were going through mm-hmm. and and of course me being me I felt helpless and all that so but looking back on everything that we went through, we're changing things up with Elias, and we're seeing great success so far. Mm-hmm. It's only been two months, right. but we're we're seeing, I mean, we're seeing a hundred percent difference mm-hmm. in the two and how they sleep and how we're approaching sleep. Right. I think the most the biggest difference is that we are helping foster good sleep habits for Elias immediately. Right from the beginning. From the beginning. So let's talk about. Mateo's sleep journey. Um, some of the hardships with Mateo that we're going to tell you is what not to do, like we right. were saying. So one of the issues that we had with Mateo is he would not sleep longer than 40, 45 minutes at a time on a flat surface. Right. Like like you're supposed to fa- you know, face up and flat. Right. So, and, and it's not that we didn't try. It's just we weren't consistent with it. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, it was one of those. Okay, he's crying now. What? What, what? what do we do? We don't want him to cry because we're real big on building attachment. 
Right. I mean, that's one of our priorities. Build the attachment. And and so when he would cry, it was an immediate, okay, pick him up. Let's soothe him. You know, you talk about the fervor method. Oh, right. That's not what we did. And that's not what we're doing with Elias. Right. We did not do that. Um, which but, is the, like the cry out method. Yeah, but, we, we chose the meet the Fockers route, the Fokker method. We, we were trying to Fockerize him. Right. No, I think that... Um, there's definitely a spectrum in terms of sleep and in, in everything with child development. Like on one end, we have we would have like extreme all the way attachment parenting where the baby is co-sleeping, you know, without a co-sleeper or anything, just right there next to mom. Um, and in the bed. In the bed. Sleeping right next right to next you. Right next to you um, without and be, being able, having access to the breast at any time. And of course, if he is right there, he's gonna want to snack all all day, all night. You know. Um, I have so many jokes. <laughs> I know. Just going Keep through my to head. Yourself. Just daddy's hungry too. Keep him gross. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on. <laughs> So, and then the, the extreme other side of the spectrum is like, you know, maybe the baby is in their room from day one and maybe has like a schedule of when they eat and they let them cry it out, which I was, that's the fervor method, letting them cry it out. And I'm not too familiar, so I can't say, but I just, the just hearing cry it out method, I was like, no, we're not doing that. Right. We definitely wanted to bring... Strong attachment, right? Into and and me, that's just who needs. we are, right? As the parents that we are, we really wanted to focus on that. Yeah, meeting his needs and everything. Um, the issue, the biggest issue, I think we had was because he couldn't sleep, or no, he couldn't because we didn't help him fall asleep on a flat surface from the beginning. Um, he was sleeping in one of those rock and play, which has now been recalled, and um, he would snap. In that during the day, perfectly. And this is how awesome of parents we are. We knew the rock and play was unsafe, and yet we <laughs> did it so, anyway well, because no, no, our no. sanity depended on it. No, but it, but it's we not had an approach safe. to that. It's not safe through, if if you sleep through the night, right? Because someone is not watching the baby, right? Which segues person. into what we did, which is we did shifts. Mm -hmm. So I take I took my regular sleep schedule as if I was going to work. So I'd be up until two in the morning, whether it's watching movies or playing video games or, you know, reading. No. No, that didn't ever happen. <laughs> um, I would be up until two o'clock keeping an eye on him and making sure everything was okay. Mm -hmm. And then at two o'clock, after you've slept for a long time, since he wasn't breastfeeding, I would feed him during that time. Right. Uh, at two o'clock, we'd switch shifts and you would take over and I would sleep. Yeah, and I would typically bring him to his nursery, and I would when he would sleep with me. So when he would sleep with you, he would be on the rocker, the rock and play. But you were right there next to him, so it was safe. And then when he would sleep with me, he would sleep on my chest, but I wasn't sleeping. I was awake, so it was also safe. Um, but at no point was he sleeping flat on his back like he's supposed to. <laughs> so fast forward a little bit of time. We're when like, okay, go. we're gonna, we're, I'm back at work right. now, so we gotta start figuring something out because you're with him for eight nights in a row 
by yourself mm-hmm. from bedtime till obviously when I get home. Right. And you weren't going to get home at two from a 10 hour shift and take over. Right. Which you did a I lot did of times. I did a lot of the times, <laughs> yes. yes. And, and it was easy because I was awake. I could at least get him that one feeding, put him down, then go to sleep myself. And you would take over at about five o'clock mm-hmm. and I could sleep and get the sleep that I needed. And it was great for us because we were happy. We slept well, but we didn't do Mateo any favors. And hence where we are today, we have some sleep issues. Mm -hmm. Out of desperation, we started doing some more research and you found a method by Harvey Carp. Dr. Harvey Harvey Carp. Yeah. It's the five S's. Um, The book is The Happiest Baby on the Block. And I think I read it. I I was going to say, I think you you got an audible. audible. Yeah. Yes. We always talk about Audible because that's how we digest our books. So if Audible, you're listening, you want to throw some credits, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did I did listen to it. Now yes, that I, remember. I remember that. And so it covers the five S's, you know, mm-hmm. which are swaddle on their side, um, shushing, swinging or swaying, and then the sucking, which is the pacifier. pacifier. Right. Or in our case, the chupito. Chupito. So we did that, and it did work. It did help us. Um, Very small amount. No, but it helped him actually. It helped sleep. him calm down yeah, and to get to a point to start falling right. asleep. The issue was that we didn't follow it all the way. So we we, we learned the five S's, but then we didn't learn how to slowly undo those because those are basically kind of clutches in a way. Like you, well, you even don't want even him the to- five S's, we didn't follow through with all five. We kind of just half-assed the whole thing. Right. We just, okay, we never did, I never did side. We, no, we, I still don't do side. We definitely, we definitely swaddled, we definitely shushed, but my shushed, my shushes were like, just, okay, shh. I didn't understand until later on that it needed to continuous, be long, continuous, right. loud, not loud, but yeah, right up on, loud. right up on them. And I, in the pacifier one, uh, the sucking on the five S's. It was it was almost n- like that one. We obviously did, and I think we need to explain why. Maybe not going to extreme detail on each one, but the reason why he recommends doing this for the what he calls the fourth trimester, the right after being right born. after being born, because he says you know babies, if babies could, they would stay an extra three months in there. Then why do they you leave? Know? Because there's no space. I mean, my two kids came at 37 weeks. Well, that's because you're tiny. Yeah, but there's no space. Anyway, There's. Yeah. but if they had no space, they would want to stay there longer. And essentially the five S's are to emulate the atmosphere mm-hmm. of what it's like in the womb. Right. So your swaddle is tight, close quartered. Just It helps with their reflex. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called. Then them on their side. I I'm not really sure how that works because I'm sure. I think it's more, Mateo and more, you Elias, feel more like you're suspended, you know, than if you're mm, flat on your back. I guess maybe, but I mean, both of them were gymnasts in your stomach. They were both flipping right. around all kinds of crazy. Right. And then the swinging and swaying, where their heads loose and it's kind of a jiggle. Mm-hmm. That remind that I can see being in suspended in right. the water and everything, and then the sucking. I, I don't know what they're sucking on inside the womb other than maybe their hand. Yeah. But, but I think that's just a natural comfort. Yeah. Like a, my, as described as a non-nutritional sucking, it's just a comfort reflex that they have. Mm-hmm. But we kind of half-assed that. And we didn't understand the depth of each one other than, oh, it emulates a womb. But each one has 
depth to it, the reasoning behind it, and how it actually works for the child. Yeah, I think the biggest issue we had with that was not knowing how to graduate from those, because you're not supposed to use them forever. Yeah, you don't rely on them. Right. I Because then you'd have an 18-year-old that wants you to pick <laughs> them up and shake them around. And, and swaddle them. Swaddle them. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how we ended up... Um, Rocking Mateo to sleep till he was, I don't even know, way too big for us to do it. Well, like, I would say. In I had, we had back almost, problems. Like after one <laughs> one years old, we were still playing around with that. Mm-hmm. Before we got, we just ripped the Band-Aid and said, you're going to sleep in your room. <laughs> he was, was in his room the whole time. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Without us. Right. Without us holding him. We mm-hmm. We had to, we had to really graduate to laying down with him which we shouldn't even be doing that now with Matteo but well, we're kind of getting away from that now. should or shouldn't like I don't have an issue. I think if we didn't have another child there wouldn't be an issue laying down with him until he falls asleep but it is an issue when you're at work and I'm with both of this has only been like the third day <laughs> and I'm like how am I going to survive the same way you survived with Matteo when he was foreign to you then. Right. Well. So pretty much the five S's, we, we, didn't, we didn't really take it seriously. We had got to the point where we rocked Matteo to sleep and it, to the point where we're holding him and he's way too heavy to be rocking we to sleep. Would, we would rock him to sleep and to, then once he was asleep, we would rock him for like an extra five minutes just to make sure. To make sure. And then we would put him down ever so gently not to wake him up. Well, I mean, with Mateo, we did anything to get him to sleep, from feeding him, because we'd feed him a bottle and have him fall asleep on the bottle, which essentially yeah, overfeed him. Teeth, right. And, I mean, everything. Right. And just to get him to sleep. Which, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Oh, God. That's probably not a good thing to say anymore, because oh. twenty twenty is not a good thing anymore. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a, bad, that was a bad joke, guys. Sorry. 2020. So, looking back, you always have the right answers. <laughs> Monday morning quarterbacking this thing. Um, yes. Uh, so, we just, we know we could have done better by Mateo mm-hmm. by taking it seriously, not relying on that rock and play, being I'm teaching him to being sleep independently. And, th- and then just knowing that it's only a short amount of time. I also think that I had this, like, the the thought of the, or hearing teach him to sleep independently, I immediately correlated that to having him cried out. To, like, oh, that's not attachment parenting. You know, like, oh, no, I'm not doing that because I want to have an attachment with my child. I don't want him to cry it out. Well, that's not what it means to help him sleep independently. Right. You know? And that's what we're learning. We, we actually purchased a course, uh, Taking Care of Babies, the and that's taking Kara. Kara, like C A R A. Yeah, taking Kara babies. To really go into depth on this whole, you know, helping your child sleep through the night, right? Or just helping them sleep. Help help him learn and develop good sleep habits. There you go. Which is what Mateo lacks still, and I do too. Well, you've thanks, mom and dad. Well, Mateo definitely gets his sleep habits from you because I remember back in two thousand five when we were young high school sweethearts and I was rushing to the house to get you for school and it's like 15 minutes till class and you're not answering the door. You haven't even woken up because you and your mom would be up until five in the morning just talking. Yeah. 
And that's what Mateo wants to do right now. Exactly. So. Yeah, he wants us. He wants if we lay down with him, it easily takes twice as long for him to fall asleep because he wants us to tell him a story, and then or talk he'll, about the day, or he'll tell us a story, talk about the day, sing songs, read, read another book. I yeah. shouldn't have taught him how to do karaoke. Yeah. So moving forward with Elias, we we're definitely taking a lot of the mistakes that we felt we made at the time, mm-hmm. and we're trying a new approach and taking care of babies was something you found and we paid for the program and we won't go into details, but if you are interested in their program, they have an Instagram taking care of babies. Yeah, and she gives a lot of awesome tips and stuff in that, like in her Instagram. For me, I'm a very different learner and I enjoyed it because the videos, like the visual videos definitely helped. Right. Having a visual reference versus hearing somebody talk about it. So taking care of babies was a great resource for me just and because of the type of learner I am. A, she also includes the five S's and gives Dr. Carp credit. But there's there's more to it. And I think really understanding the purpose for the five S's and really the importance of putting the baby down tired but still awake. The reason why that that's helpful is because when he falls asleep and she gives a great example of and like you said we're not going to like share the whole thing cuz we want obviously like we want her to get she should get all that credit. Right. She's running And, a business, and I will you know? tell you for the listeners it is is definitely worth it. We we are seeing major success with Elias from her program. Yeah, but one thing that she said, and I'm sure it's okay to share, is like, imagine if you went to sleep in your bed, and when you wake up, you're in your neighbor's bed. Sounds like a bad night with the bottle for adults. <laughs> like, well, you would be scared. Like, what happened? You would be startled. You would, like, maybe start crying. Well, what's going on? Right. So that's the exact same thing that happens to babies when we rock them to sleep. And the last thing they remember is I was in my mom's arms or my dad's arms. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm in a different place. Right. And I don't know how like I don't know how to put myself to sleep again. So just that example was huge for me because I was like, okay, we really need to work on putting him down a little bit awake every a little bit more awake every time. And that didn't mean by any means having him cried out or any, we haven't done any of that, you know, and you don't have to right? if you set up good sleep habits from the beginning. So back to the approach that we went with Mateo and changing that with Elias, we pretty much bought her program at right before he was one month old. Elias? Yeah. Um, it was pretty early. Yeah, it was like two weeks. Two weeks out. Yeah. and Because we made that commitment of we're not going to go through this again. Right. We want to do better for our child. Right. So we bought the program. it's only been two months. We don't know. Right, right, right. (laughs) But within this two months, I can tell you with 100% confidence that it is a 180 from what Mateo has been. We we are seeing a child that can put himself to sleep already. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we don't know if it's going to last. You're absolutely right. But yeah, there's the big four month regression, and there's regressions throughout life. But that went through every single <laughs> regression. And regressions we didn't even know existed. We found them somehow. <laughs> but um, but w- where we are currently with Elias, it is it's it's perfect. He wakes up in the middle of the night. Yes, and he eats, but it's. And then he goes he right back to change sleep. Change diaper, goes right to sleep, yeah. Just to put him to sleep now, it's 
hardly a challenge. Uh, it's like, oh, his eyebrows are looking a little pink, and he's kind of staring into the distance. Let's swaddle. Let's take him to the bed. Take him to the room. Swaddle him. Sometimes when I start taking him to the room, he falls asleep. He falls asleep on the way that, like, as soon as you walk into the room, because. The sound machine is on and it's dark, and he immediately starts to associate that with sleep, which is great. Like, we're making progress. Right. <laughs> so, it definitely is different than Mateo, a lot easier. And, but it, they're it, different it, children, too. They're, they're, yes. And, and that's the other thing as parents don't expect your children to be the exact same. One's and a good sleeper. Something that we've always said is we're not going to compare our children. Here we are, like, He's so much better than Mateo. Well, it's not Mateo's fault. We're not comparing them. Right, we're, we're comparing the, the mistakes and, yes, that we right. made as parents. There's mm-hmm. a difference there. Yeah, I can say with 100% confidence they're different because of us and how we approach their sleep. In their sleep. But they are different. Just they're going to be different people. Yeah, one's redheaded. I know. It's interesting. Having a talk with the Amazon guy next to me comes by the house. <laughs> but... <laughs> Elias is having a much better grasp of the sleeping because we're, we didn't half-ass the program. We are consistent with it and we're, we're not relying on third-party products like the rock and play to assist us. We're we're saying, okay, here's your bed. This is what we're going to do. And it's working. Mm -hmm. And and I also think a big part of it is more of a mental and mindset shift, at least for me. Going back to that spectrum of like on one end, extreme attachment, you know, crunchy parent, which we are. <laughs> <laughs> I love those terms. Crunchy. And, uh, crunchy and, uh, parent sounds like you're like the parent just got. S- I don't know. I, and I just heard a new one recently granola parent. Is that a well, real that's thing? That's crunchy granola. But some like some granola bars aren't crunchy. Some of them are chewy. Is there a chewy (laughs) parent? (laughs) These turn. I can't keep up. And and you are far more crunchy. (laughs) 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 Do you see what I mean? These these words, these labels, these labels mean absolutely nothing to me. Anyway, one end of the spectrum is like attachment and everything, and the other is like no, let the kid figure it out for himself. That sounds more like me. No, no, it's not. Would you let him cry it out? You would never let. Well, him not cry the out. crying part, but that's what he, I'm talking about. Well, if he ran into a problem, like, huh? no, that's not what it means. Like when he gets hurt. When he no, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, we're doing. <laughs> I'm talking about sleep. I got you. On that end of the spectrum, would you let Mateo or Elias cry out for ten minutes at a time? Remember, in the beginning, I did want to. Because I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know any better. I was like, let him cry himself to sleep. You and, said that? Yeah, because I, cause the, the generation I grew up, that was normal. I, I didn't know any better. Yeah. It wasn't well, until... we weren't doing that. <laughs> yes. It wasn't until you and me started talking about it that, okay, I see the research behind it. Right. I see this, that, or the other. I didn't... Again, with like the labels, there's just so much I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You're the one with all the answers. I'm just like, oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, what I was, I don't even know where I was going with that. Just this different spectrums. Right. So when you marry, like when you're married to an idea so hard that you're like, I'm this type of parent and this is what I'm going to do 100%. 
I feel like that can almost create more issues because that's kind of how I was, you know, like I want to try breastfeeding 100% with Mateo and I couldn't like literally it was creating issues. I was emotionally, emotionally, I wasn't able to connect with Mateo because I was attached to the pump <laughs> most of the time. And you developed a great relationship with the pump. It was just. Yeah, I, like, have PTSD when I hear a pump. Like, I don't want to. At at the (laughs) hospital, I was like, no, I'm not pumping with Elias the second time. And and now we have a great journey with breastfeeding. So it's what I am saying is if, for example, with sleep, you're like, no, I am 100%. I'm not going to. I, I need to be with my baby, next to my baby at all times, breastfeeding them. And, you know, like, they're they have to be right next to me, sleep. Uh, skin to skin, and that is causing you to be extremely tired, and you're not sleeping, and you because you're like I would have been afraid to suffocate him, lay down on top of him somehow, you know. Well, I believe you did a skin to skin one night trying to. Yeah, I didn't sleep. You yeah, Mateo slept, but I didn't sleep. Right. So if whatever method you're choosing, and it's the best you know, for attachment or for whatever reason, you you believe it's the best, but that's causing you to not sleep. Mental stress, emotional stress. stress. That's not helping your baby. It's not healthy for you, and in turn, it's not going to be healthy for yeah, your baby. Yeah, stress is so hard, not just on you. Babies can perceive that. And that's actually the book I'm reading or listening to, um, Hold On To Your Child, talks about that talks about the effects of mother's stress on the child. So if you're like, oh, I'm breastfeeding, I'm making all the baby food, I'm, you know, holding the baby the entire day, I never put him down, I, you know, never let him, like, he he sleeps right next to me, like, all that, because it's good for the baby, but you are stressed out of your mind, it's not good It for may the have baby. been good for the baby way back in the day when we didn't have two or three jobs running around oh. from this place or the app place and everything and and the oh. job of the mother was to nurture the baby and that was it yeah but I, we're, I, we're just in a different time and, well, and, and you also, have to be mentally healthy and mentally available and emotionally available for your child if you want that to actually work the book i was mentioning um hold on to your child talks about that very thing that before we had when you know we had a lot more of our family close in our house like maybe generations multiple generations lived in the same home and so the stress wasn't all on the mom there was a lot of help a lot of grandparents aunts uncles you know people that could help you and we're not we don't longer no longer have that and also something you covered earlier was the overwhelming amount of information that's out there so back in the day, you had your mom's advice. Like, this is what I did with my kid. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. No. But, but in a way, that's just, it's simple. It's like, it takes the stress out of things, you know. And, and like I said, this book that I'm reading, Hold On To Your Child, says now we have so much information that parents have lost, almost lost their intuition in parenting because they're so dependent on like this method or that method or this strategy or that strategy. And children can feel that. Children can feel that lack of confidence and they're looking to us as their leaders. And if we're just like, I don't know, maybe this works. You're absolutely right. Whenever I'm telling Mateo I need him to do something and I'm being serious about it, he looks at me. If he thinks that for any reason I am unsure of myself, he ignores me. 
and he takes off. It is the most frustrating thing because yeah. I don't know what I'm doing as a dad. Right. You don't know. I don't. And he scares me because <laughs> he is smart. Well, children in general, and I think that's one of the things that gets confused often about the Montessori method. Like e- people either think that you're just a legacy fair, do whatever, you know, or they think it's super strict and like robotic, which is kind of the idea I had of it. In reality, it's about having clear, consistent expectations with the child. So if you come to the child with, and I don't know, this is going like a whole different direction, but if you go to the child and you're not feeling confident about what you're saying, they can feel that. Right. And I think it's the same way, even with Elias right now, I put him to sleep. Like if I was unsure, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. He's looking tired. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's hungry. Maybe he's a dirty diaper. But no, now I know kind of the order of things. And I and I am not stressed. I think that's also a big thing because I'm not as stressed as I was with Mateo. I have the emotional bandwidth. Bandwidth? 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 Mm-hmm. Flexibility? No, I just, I'm, a, I'm emotionally available. I don't know. Not emotionally Yeah, there you available. go. Uh. To recognize his pattern. For me, it's I'm emotionally stable to <laughs> to handle what's coming. Um, I think with you, your job actually is very helpful with all this because you deal with such high levels of stress, like stressful situations that, oh, baby's crying. I'm not going to like, it's not the end of the world, you know, or. Yeah, the only thing that freaks me out when it comes to the sleep thing is if I don't get sleep. Which is kind of the direction you're going with is, you know, as a parent, I think that it's imperative that you prioritize your sleep just as much as you do the child. Mm -hmm. Because like you're saying, if you're getting no sleep and you're worried about all these things and you're stressing over the information, you can't file through or sort out the information that's available and you're trying anything and everything and nothing's working, it's all very stressful. And everything you're trying to do to make your child feel comfortable is for nothing because you're actually causing them stress when you're stressed. Mm -hmm. So that's why, and I think that's the direction you were going with, is why we, as a parent, I really do think you should prioritize your sleep. One of the methods we did in retrospect, I think we could do better by not putting him in the rock and play and actually doing the whole flat surface bed, following the five uh, S's appropriately, mm-hmm. and we could have done shifts there and given us more sleep if Elias was on a bottle. Right. But because he's breastfeeding, it's obviously very, very different. Mm-hmm. I also think one of the things that you struggle with is whenever I tell you, hey, go take a nap, you don't want to take a nap. And, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. Every person's different. But you are just one of those people that can function perfectly fine on three hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I can't. I think knowing your partner's thresholds is important because you have to take care of each other as well. If it wasn't for me saying, you need to do this, you need to do that, stop worrying about this, let me do this for you so you can get the appropriate amount of rest necessary to take care of your child, then you're happy, baby's happy. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, when you let me sleep longer than I'm supposed to sometimes, you knew I was up doing this, that, or the other, or maybe you knew I had a bad night at work, you give me that extra hour of sleep where you say, hey, go take a nap. I mean, those things working together as as, as as co-parents is a big deal as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, um, absolutely. So 
with all that said, prioritize your sleep. Sleep is, is is very important. I think any doctor will tell you that sleep is part is so important when it comes to your own personal health, mm-hmm. mental health, body health, everything in between. And then if you're breastfeeding as a mother, I, I I would I would probably say there's something biological as far as if you're super stressed and you're pushing you know your body fluids, how that milk develops from your stress could transfer to the baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not a doctor by any means, but I'm a firm believer in the transfer energy. of energy. Mm-hmm. So if you're building up energy to produce this milk with stressful energy, you're pushing that out into the child, then I would assume they're getting that stress. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. And that's what happened last time around was I was so stressed about producing milk and making sure that he was only having breast milk that was affecting other other areas. So so with that said, coming full circle with all this, um, I definitely look into you know taking care of babies. That's that's a great, wonderful program. She has a wonderful setup, super easy to follow. Her Instagram is great as well. She has a bunch of tips on there. You can also do the five S's with um, I think Dr. Carp. I think also has a program. You can check both of those out. Yeah, read his book, listen to his book, Audible. He, yeah. he has some good stuff there. I didn't so, listen to it. You did. Only you can well, attest to that. Like I said, I don't remember it. That was <laughs> that was when Mateo was little. So um, a lot. I haven't slept. You know, like how you say I've slept since then. I haven't slept since then. I don't think you do sleep. I think you <laughs> pretend to sleep. Okay. So what are some big takeaways for our listeners from all those stories and all that? Uh, we did tell you guys there's a lot of information and we just kind of threw in a lot of information. So I would venture to say that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, we're, we are definitely learning as we go on. Uh, having, having as listeners, having heard some of our stories and kind of hearing what we're going through and how we're doing now, if you have had great success yes, with your please. babies comment help these parents out and what i mean by that is help the community people looking help for us. information but most importantly it's for us it's um help everybody out we we all want to be healthy happy parents so we can have healthy happy babies yeah and i think with not knowing what we're doing also we what we do know is that this is temporary Hopefully. <laughs> yes, because eventually they will know I mean, how Mateo, to go to sleep. For example, Mateo now sleeps through the night. Right. It takes him forever to go to sleep. And once he's old enough to get into jiu-jitsu, I can just put him in a chokehold and put him to sleep myself. Right. And and I know that we're everything that we're saying makes it sound like, oh, gosh, he's such a terrible sleeper. But we are fortunate in other areas. Like when he wakes up. He doesn't wake up crying or screaming. He wakes up and reads for like 30, 45 minutes before he's ready for the day. So, you know. We, we, we bring this up because we want you listeners to understand that maybe you feel that you're alone. Maybe you mm-hmm. feel that, oh my gosh, look at all these Instagram moms and Instagram dads and Instagram parents and how awesome they're doing on social media. Well, just remember, social media is a platform. We are struggling as parents, and so are you. And we're working together to reduce the stress that we're going through and to help each other as a community move past those checkpoints in life of how do I do this? How do I not do this? What's good? What's bad? What research is available? We're here to help you with that. And we're not 
we're not here to tell you we have all the answers. We're going to be on here talking like sleep today. We don't know if what we're doing is going to work for Elias. We know it's working now, mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this, if this episode, or maybe this is what we should call it, like what not to do, because I think that's yes. we covered more of what not to do yeah. than what to do. <laughs> but, but that's that is just as helpful. I think that's just as helpful to know what not to do. Well, yeah, because it eliminates everything that you can try. It takes that one thing out of the, okay, I researched this. Okay, we don't want to do that. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for those of you that do have the rock and play, um, and, and if you don't it's know, you might know, recalled. but if you don't know, it has been recalled. Uh, I don't know the whole story behind it. All I know is when I see a recall, it doesn't need a story or not. I'm not going to use the product. Um so once we actually saw a recall on it, we got rid of the pack or the rock and play. Right. Immediately once we saw there was a recall, we knew that there was already a sleep hazard, which is why we were in, in close observation during the time we used it. But yeah, like we ne- we were never asleep when he was asleep in it. And we were always within, you know, arms and legs reach of that of that uh device or whatever you right. want to call it. But the minute there was a recall, we got rid of it. So I think we've covered everything not to do. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's plenty more of what not to do. I, In other now, areas. granted, we did probably about 80% of what you shouldn't do. Again, reach out to us if you have any questions. If we don't know the answers, we can definitely try to help you find them. Uh, and if for those of you that may have the answers or have successful sleep stories, please let us know in the comments. Uh, get in touch with us on Instagram. Tell us your sleep stories. Uh, if you want to tell your sleep story in your own personal social media account, uh, tag us or hashtag bilingual family, hashtag serial dates. Uh, so that way all of us can start seeing these wonderful success stories and we can all you know, work to yeah. having wonderful I, sleeping babies. I selfishly want to know if there's anyone listening who has two children who are roughly two years apart and who, this is very specific, and who, if you're planning on having both of them on a floor bed in the same room, how did you manage to do that? And bonus points if one of them is a terrible sleeper and one is a good sleeper. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's our next challenge. That's our next challenge. Moving them into the same room. That that's is a long ways from That now. is definitely true. So... Other than that, I have no more uh, mess up stories of what we did. Um, you have anything? No. Thank you all for listening and sleep well. Buenas noches. Annyeonghe jumaseo. If I butchered that, Koreans, please don't be mad at me. Good night. Thank you for being with us. For more on raising bilingual children, you can purchase my book, Become a Bilingual Family, The Best Method for Raising Bilingual Children, Even If You Only Speak One Language, on Amazon. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bilingual Family. If you like this episode, share it with your friends. And as always, the best compliment is a review. Con amor, John and Daniela. <laughs>